Hello and welcome to Cracking Copy. For this episode, we are talking to you about funnels. What the F is a funnel? <laughs> well, we're going to be giving an overview of how to write them and why, you, why copy is really important and why your messaging needs to adapt at various stages, walking some a customer through the process, through the buying journey of becoming from a hot prospect to a final customer. They go through a funnel. Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. I'm Ella Hoyos and... Yes, and I'm Minnie McBride and yeah, so funnels, funnels, what do we... Well, let's just start off, go back to basics. Uh, what do we mean by funnel? So if you're listening today, you might know what one is, you might not know what one is, or you might just need a reminder. So let's go through that. It is a visual representation of the journey that potential customers go through before they make a purchase. So if you can imagine a funnel shape, so an inverted pyramid, which like a funnel, it's got a wide audience at the top. So the wide bit at the top, is your uh, potential customers. And then this narrows down as your customers, your potential customers are moving through the funnel at the very, very bottom is the people who will make a purchase. And as people trickle down through this funnel, sales funnels, we like to call it in the world of online marketing, they are, they are turning, they're transforming at each stage in the journey. So from a cold prospect uh, who doesn't know much about you at the top as they come into your world um, through your education, your social media content, your emails, your communications, they're starting to warm up, warm towards you, understand you, know, like, and trust you, decide that you are the person for them. And eventually, hopefully, if all goes well and your marketing is good and your product solves their needs, they will become a buyer. So, yeah, it's a step by step process. And today we just want to simplify it. We're going to give a little example of a funnel process, a real life example. But we'll just so really it's the process from taking somebody from being maybe un completely unaware to actually buying your product. And there are several stages involved. So why is it important? Why is it important, Ella, that we have a funnel? Well, it's crucial, really, because it's going to help you understand your customer behavior. Um, so you're going to learn about your customer through this process. And that way, in that way, you can adapt your offer to their needs. It's going to help you mark, optimize your marketing efforts, because when you start to think about the different stages of the buying journey, um, the consideration, the awareness and the purchase, you can optimize your marketing for these different different stages along the way and ultimately by doing this it's going to help you convert more increase your conversion rates and maximize your revenue 
Yes, which is what we all want to do. So shall we just describe the different stages? So there, there's sort of three main stages yeah. that we talk about on there, which is... Yeah, then they're really the simplest way, I think. And this is the most fun way is to think of them as tofu, mofu and bofu. Kind of catchy, kind of easy to remember. They are, which is tofu. So that's top of the funnel. Mm. Mofu, middle of the funnel and bofu, <laughs> bottom of the funnel. So top of the funnel. <laughs> so top of the funnel, which is the widest bit. This is where... Uh, potential customers become aware of your product and service. So it's kind of an awareness stage. And this might involve marketing strategies like social media, um, content marketing, or uh, perhaps some advertising. The interest stage. So it's awareness and interest. So also because of this uh, social media uh, and marketing materials that you've been producing, they are starting to show a gen, you know, a a genuine interest in what you're offering so at that point they might yeah. visit your website or sign up for a newsletter or start engaging uh, with your content and I would consider that the sort of transition into the middle of your sales funnel here um, they're actively they're now looking at you with more interest they understand you better they're actively considering your services and products that you provide they might be comparing customers might start to compare you to other people if you think that, you have a solution for them, but they they know there are alternatives. So they may be reading reviews, requesting more information. They're in customer intention in this sort of middle of the funnel stages is, is there is quite a strong desire to purchase, but they're not sure that you're the right person to purchase from. So, you know, but then they could be adding their products to your shopping cart, whatever, but they definitely will be doing some comparison at this stage. So we get a bit more focused in our communications to them. And then as they funnel through to the bottom of your funnel they are becoming much more purchase intent here the the ultimate goal is really where you convert them to paying customers and they complete the transaction so this is about getting them over the line and what can you do to make the buying process as easy as possible if they have made their mind up they want to buy and also at the bottom of the funnel you know assuming that you have actually successfully made a sale it doesn't stop there Um, There's a potential for repeat business and customer loyalty. So there are more focused marketing efforts you can make at that stage to actually get some lifetime value from the customer relationship. Yeah, sell them more, get them on your side, get you to recommend them, et cetera, et cetera. So I think one of the things that it's important to remember is that it isn't just a one-time setup. So a funnel is a dynamic process. So it requiring continuous monitoring and optimization. So you're analyzing your data and feedback at each stage, make improvements to increase conversion rates and revenue. And from a copy's perspective, which is obviously where we're coming from, that might be to change your messaging or your headline, um, or it might be to sort of change the marketing materials that you're producing and try something different. It may be that you find that you've been attracting the wrong kind of people at the top of your funnel. So they're not converting to action. And it is so it may be a case of having to tweak your messaging to attract more of the right kinds of clients to your offer and repel the wrong ones. So it could be simple tweaks like that that are necessary, but all of this will come out. So, yes, the funnel is a living and breathing entity, which does need to be tested and optimized um, as you go. 
And in essence, really, it's a systematic approach, isn't it, to guiding potential customers through awareness to purchase and we can achieve better results in our marketing and sales efforts um, once we understand how a funnel applies to our own businesses. We've got an example, uh, which hopefully will explain what we mean about the different stages, but also give you some ideas of the different kind of marketing materials and written it might just spark some ideas in your head about how you can do this for your own business. Let's try and bring this to life a little bit and give you an example, really, of how it might work from from a customer point of view. Now, Minnie, I know you are a pet owner, pet lover, as I am. Um, I'm into cats and and you have dogs, don't you? I do. My cat got run over. So we we have dogs because mm. my road's not good. Yeah. So mm. um, so tell me, let's have a think about this from a, a pet perspective because we all love animals, don't we? What is something that you've bought for Bella lately? Um, okay. So um, I've, got, I've just got the, the one dog now, but an example, I guess, of an awareness stage was at the time I bought this particular item, um, I had two dogs and I suppose I walk them every morning at the same time. And if it's horrible weather, I still walk them. And if they are soaking wet, my solution to drying them before they came in the house was just to towel them down with an old towel. So that's that was that's my system you know, but it's quite time consuming because I had two dogs at the time and, you know, but that's what I did. That's what I do. So, but it's a bit of a problem. A pro- My problem that I didn't realise I had was walking in the rain and then what you do when you get home. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but like you say, you had a solution. So what, what, you know, do you use an old towel? That's what a lot of people do. I think when you want to go to charity shops, there's buckets of old towels. You can just help yourself take some dog towels. You know, at what point did you become aware that there is that there is another alternative to this? You know? Okay, so this particular example um, would, would for me, I saw an ad, <clears throat> so I became aware of this drying solution through mm-hmm. an ad, and it was probably on Facebook or Instagram, can't remember, uh, but it would have been an ad. Equally, I could have just seen a you know, a blog post or somebody could have commented on something that I saw. But for me, it was an ad. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny sometimes, I think, you know, even just uh, I was discussing um, Hi-Fi and speaker with my husband recently because he's interested in in, in um, buying himself a new, um, some new speakers. And we were talking about a brand, we were talking about a specific brand he'd seen in a shop um, and we were at home. And the next thing you know, he's getting targeted with a Facebook ad for this very specific kind of speaker and um, system that he hasn't even Googled yet. He hasn't looked up on the phone or anything. <laughs> but I think, you know, our devices are often listening to us. And um, you may have had this yourself, you know, but the fact that you were targeted, it could have been this casual conversation with your husband about, you know, about dogs being wet. And the next thing, you know, you've seen an advert. Walls have ears. But, 
crazy. Yeah, exactly. But alternatively, you know, we have selective perception as well as customers. And if we're thinking about something, we're thinking about the wet dog thing, then yeah, we may be we may spot that article that written in that magazine or in that newspaper um, about that. And also on social media as well, our attention is more likely to go to things that we're already sort of thinking about subconsciously. So it could be social media marketing. Um, uh, it could be search engine optimization if things are optimized for you and you just happen to be searching for um for new towels or something no so it's because because i suppose because i'm a dog owner as well if i see an advert for something to do with a dog i'm going to be more interested than you that doesn't have a dog because you've got cats yeah. so, exactly so i wouldn't even give it a moment's notice probably because it's not relevant to me it's not yeah. in my orbit that's right this is where you get interested isn't it you see something you think oh what is that that is something that I haven't thought of yet so and that that sounds to me like this this um product that you saw um offered an alternative so what was it about you know you've got a towel you can dry your dog so what was it about this thing that you saw that that made you interested well it's going to sound a bit ridiculous so what the product is is a it's a double toweling it's like a it's, I was going to say it's like a coat, but it um, covers most of the dog's body apart from the legs and the tail. But it's it you you um, you sort of put it on the dog, so it's kind yeah, of like it's like a, yeah, like a toweling, like a ta- you know, like you'd put a ta- you know a toweling robe on after a shower. So it's a sort of equivalent type thing for a dog, and a doggy dressing gown type thing, yeah. And it, yeah, but it's specifically okay. for you know wet muddy dogs when you get them home and so I suppose at the time I had two dogs and so I'm thinking oh actually that could be a really good time saver but also they bring in a lot of mud my dogs they're doodle dogs and so they've got quite fluffy fur and so if they come in and they're muddy even if I towel them dry there's you know they drop mud so this was great right. it kind of contains everything it kind of contains the mud yeah. it dries them it dries them while they're wearing it so I suppose I'm interested in that because I'm thinking, A, it's a time saver from a point of view of toweling them down. And I suppose I was also thinking, oh, you know, less hoovering. So I suppose I'm thinking that's actually a really good idea. And I'm quite interested. Yeah, absolutely. So the interest is there. They've positioned the product well in that it's making you think that you're actually moving quite quickly from being interested in this to actually considering some of the benefits of owning the product you know, you're already starting to envisage you're going to save time on cleaning. It's a bit more of a hands-off solution. You don't have to stand there toweling the dog down. You just put this thing on and the dog can go and do its thing. But, it, you know, you know, it's, it's getting dry in the process. I think I think I might have signed, I can't remember at that stage or whether it was at the consideration stage that I might have signed up for more information or to be on a newsletter thinking... I'd like to know more. I probably went to the website. I think I most definitely would have gone to the website by then. So yeah. my interest was peaked. I went on the website and thought, actually, they're quite good. They are quite expensive. So for me, I was like, mm. that's quite a lot of money for like a dog coat thing. I probably had in my head, but if I sign up, then I'll find out about sales and things. Yeah, or you may get the discount code or what have you. So like, you click through and took yeah. you to a, it could have taken you to a landing page. It sounds like it did, or it's a, it took you to a web page and then you're starting to starting to make some serious considerations about it. Yeah, but the price is putting you off. So 
did you do any comparison? Because at this consideration stage, this is often where we sort of think, okay, I found a solution to my problem. Uh, wet dog, it's better. It's an upgrade from the solution I'm currently, you know, adopting. So I'm considering switching, switching to a new a new solution. But there are other options. So did you look at the competition? Did you? Um, what did think, you do? That yes. Stage? Yeah, I don't think anyone at that time was doing anything exactly the same. But obviously, I suppose its major competition would be something like a dog coat that you put on your dog before you go on the walk. One of my friends has got one of these little, it's like a dog jumper thing. But I don't think, I think that's fine if you've got a little dog. But trying to get a big dog or a bigger dog into a sort of coat thing just seems a bit. And then mm. and then also then the coat's wet, <laughs> if you see what I mean. But they're also right. quite a lot more expensive because they're, padded so I suppose I did look at them and then I was thinking oh, I don't I don't know if I want to take my dogs out in a coat so at this consideration stage you know you're looking at the benefits of the features and the benefits of the product um the sort of messaging you're getting around that is about the options the um the colors presumably all the the, the features of it they've got a size guide oh what, what size would I need for my dog to and then you're like oh, okay so I would need a small and a medium or whatever it is for the dogs right. but you're, you're totally taking action towards this now they yeah so you'll be yeah there's a conversion process happening here whereas you're actually um starting to measure the dog and things like that so that involves going and finding a tape measure somewhere and, and sorting it out and trying to get the dog to keep still for a moment all that sort of I stuff I know I'm sounding like a mad dog person aren't I but anyway I, this is this is I'm just taking you through my yeah. thought process the, the other thing that happens in the consideration stage of a, a customer buying journey is you might be starting to look for reviews now um, yes I might have then forgotten about it for a day or two and then they probably retargeted me with another ad because they yeah. knew I clicked on it they're kind of prompting me and so that obviously is a clever thing to do because it didn't convert the first time I went to their website so they're reminding me that they're a great option yeah and also the thing about um having reviews on the website and testimonials and things like that and reminding you of, uh, um, of these things is really it's that social proof that evidence already you've, you've already got this sort of objection uh, which is a price a price barrier you know it's, it's quite expensive so now you've they've got to justify that it's worth it and look at all these other happy customers and look at these lovely clean yeah. dogs and clean houses <laughs> um this could be you <laughs> product so yeah um comparison guides personalized emails case studies and testimonials product demonstrations all of these things are great ways to to market to that segment of of customer in that segment of your funnel Yes. And I suspect they did send me an email. I'm trying to remember now. And it probably had a discount code, like a 10% off or free delivery or something. I can't remember, but there was. And then I was still thinking, mm, I've got two dogs and it's going to be double the amount of money. And at that time, so I was I was still not sure that I was going to buy it. Obviously, you're, very, you're becoming quite a warm lead at this stage, if not hot prospect. <laughs> you know, did they have a good range of colours? Did you... Did, Yes, they do. Things they, that appeal to you on emotion, an emotional level that made you feel happy inside. Well, you know, there's lots of cute dog pictures, aren't there? So you're thinking, oh, you know, how cute with my dog, you know, and it's and and also how comfy they would be because they wouldn't be freezing cold. Because I mean, although the weather's quite warm here currently in the UK, it does get absolutely freezing. And actually, for the dogs, before if I'd towel dried them, sometimes they would sit there and shake. But with this. Um, I was thinking, oh, you know, if it had that on, then they, they, you know, they wouldn't get freezing cold and they probably wouldn't shake. So, yeah, sure. you know, there's lots going on in my head, but I'm still yeah. thinking, 
Yeah. And it, a lot of this happening without you really knowing, you know, you like the vibe of the company, you like the, the, the brand, the way it looks, you think you think about your dog being cosy and stuff like that. And it's, um, it's great. Yes. And then, and then so, they have lots of colour options. And then they had a sort of specialist crafts edition. You're kind of thinking, oh, yeah, no, that's I quite like that colourway. <laughs> the, the next stage, stage four of a funnel will be the, or of the buying journey is, is intent and intent to purchase. And I think now you're becoming you're making this decision in your head about you know actually and you're convincing yourself that this is a good thing I need this in my life and I want this for my dogs um so at this stage in marketing terms it'd be sort of action orientated messaging um you'd be providing the company be going to be providing you with really clear actionable information to help you make that decision so yeah what colors we've got available what materials what that sort of thing positioning they're going to be reinforcing the value and the benefits of the offer and addressing any remaining concerns and objections. So like we talked about, you know, the price is a potential barrier, uh, but you've seen some great reviews now and um, it's looking actually like it's quite good value for money in a way, in that it's going to save you all these time and other things that, that cost. And then the sort of the final step really is, is to buy it now. So there's going to be some calls to actions, you know, and, yes. and some incentives, like you say, some money off discounts and things like that. Yeah. So I might be thinking, OK, so 10 percent off from free delivery. So I might then put it in my basket to see how much it's going to be with the discounts off. Yeah. And and, um, and then they might yeah. send me an email saying, oh, you've abandoned your cart and you've got two items in there. And so I guess it's autumn that, you know, it's getting cold. You've put it in your basket. You're not sure. Still expensive. You've left it. What happens next? What actually got you to buy this thing in the end? Can you remember? Yes, I can exactly remember. It was a Black Friday sale. I get. I quite like Black Friday sales, and I can't remember the exact discount because it was a while ago. But I justified it because crazy. I was thinking it'd be nice to get the dogs this present for Christmas. okay yeah so you had that in your mind as well so that was part of your thinking your buying decision is like Christmas is coming what to get for the dogs (laughs) well yeah I mean to be honest can I just say I don't normally buy my dogs Christmas presents but I was kind of justifying it a because it was a discount b because it was useful it wasn't a frivolous thing it was going to be very useful and and it and Christmas present so the thing that got you over the line then, the trigger, the really thing that made you buy that and change, you know, you've added it to cart. Yes, you might have had some abandoned cart email sequences that reminded you that it's in your basket, but you might have still held off until Black Friday came along. And boom, here's your discount. Yes, now's my opportunity. And you make that purchase yes. at that stage. So that got you over the line. And that also solved that problem of what to get for my dogs for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, no absolutely as a pet lover and we are a nation of pet lovers in the UK of course we're going to buy our pets a little something so then beyond that so purchase stage obviously you want this to be really easy now as a, as a business you want to make this really easy for your customers um, they've sent you a discount presumably that cart is easy to add that code to your shopping basket and the checkout process needs to be really smooth here and frictionless so that you can just quickly make that sale I don't know if you paid for it by PayPal or just you know transaction but the transaction should have been nice and simple at that point 
Yes, but uh, also I think part of their communication that I think we're talking about copywriting is the way that they um, addressed me was in a very friendly, lovely, warm way. And so everything, all of the communications that I'd had from them in terms of email had been really lovely. It wasn't it wasn't too salesy. It was just, and you felt you were going to be part of their sort of family because it, if, it sounds ridiculous, but there's a family business and, you know, yeah. that th- there's a bit of storytelling why she, why the lady had started the company. And so all of this was going on in my head. I suppose I was thinking they were, they're a good company. They're a lovely company. They're a UK company. They're yeah, the values align. Their family based. They've yeah. got dogs too, just like me and my family. We've got dogs. We want to care for them, etc. Yeah, so, and so and it, you know, yeah. but all of these things for, for were, were obviously helping with my decision. So good for them because you know, I I, I liked the company, but I just was a bit. I was thinking, oh, two dogs. I'm just not going to pay that price. So you're right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I pay. I put. I put my code in and bought them on that black friday so yeah yeah and then how was it you know how's this how's it been has it has it made a big difference to you when you go out on your muddy dog walks now what, what's the yeah difference? they're brilliant so on a wet on a wet whether i'd come soaking well sadly i've only have one i've got one dog now bella and uh so but yes but if we talk about the retention and loyalty stage okay now that i'm on there I'm on their radar. They they then contact me with other offers or products. And so period so I've actually bought two other products since then. So I guess their retention and loyalty's been really good. And even though they have these coats on, you know, they're still wet and muddy and they unfortunately they sit on sofas, my dogs, even though I always swore <laughs> It'd never, never be on the sofa. So then I bought this massive, massive Mm -hmm. toweling thing that covers the whole sofa. I've bought that. And then I also bought some toweling gloves. So if anyone's interested, they're called Rough and Tumble. And it's spelled R-U-F-F, Rough and Tumble. But that's it. That's it. You've become brand loyal through this journey. You've had a good experience. Uh, You've enjoyed the products. Um, and you've stayed loyal to them so that is like that's a perfect case study for that particular business rough and tumble well done you you've got mini as a you've got me and i've recommended them i recommended them yeah so when bella had puppies um i recommended the product to the owners i think they all bought them yeah so if you need a marketing case study on how a well optimized funnel works then look no further than, than perhaps rough and tumble how they do it um, there's going to be countless examples of, of um, how different companies do it. And they're a product-based business. It'd be a little bit different for a service-based business if you were selling an online course or whatever. But the the process that people go through on the buying journey is the same. Yeah. And the types of communication you're going to get at each stage are similar as well. So, you know, be, so beyond the purchase stage where you're actually doing a physical transaction and, and there's a shopping cart and there's an exchange of money, you're on an email list, so you're getting now uh, post-purchase offers, perhaps some aftercare, you know, how was it for you? You Maybe you've written a review for the site by then. Um, and and perhaps as well, uh, some of the marketing you might expect to get after you've made a purchase 
is future discounts um or you know when it's the dog's birthday if they've got that information they might be sending yeah. you an offer code and things like that so yeah this is this is to do it that is a walkthrough of a funnel um from a case study of two very special doggies um that get pampered pooches that many <laughs> that many have oh, I know. And <laughs> the dogs are living their best life and you know they are pets. Happy we've got their own toweling robes. So let's think about this. Um, top three takeaways. What must you think about with uh, okay. Well, I think I think that I think number one is understanding your audience. So it's tailing your messaging based on your understanding of your audience's needs and their pain points, or the fact that they don't know that they've got the pain points. And so you're you're speaking directly to them in a way that they will respond. So I think that's number one. Number two, what do you think? Number two, uh, to be consistent. Um, consistency, yeah. And, um, you know, maintaining a consistent brand voice, the messaging uh, is really important throughout the funnel so that people know, you know, they know it's you, basically. They're starting to get that sort of brand awareness. You know, I think you said about you really love the vibe of, of this company. Um, that's starting to come through and, and it's consistent in every communication. And so that means that these transitions between the stages of a funnel, it all makes sense. There's a golden thread that's connecting it all. Yeah. And then I think finally is the final takeaway is the sort of the value proposition uh, of your product and service. So you're clearly communicating the unique value of your brand and the offers at each stage um, and explain why your solution is the best choice for addressing their specific challenges or desires whether they know them what they are or they don't it's features and features and and benefits yeah and then I think if you're if you're aligning your copy messaging with with the stages of the sales funnel uh, you can be really quite effective at guiding a potential customer towards um, conversion purchase. And at the same time, you're building trust and loyalty through your social media and your email. The trick in making it work, making a funnel work, is to to test it, to keep looking at what's working, you know, to see the sort of reaction you get at each stage. If you're aware, if your social media antics at the top of the funnel, the very top of the funnel to gain people's interest, if you're not got enough followers or if you've not got enough people uh, moving through to the next stage, then it's a question of, of sort of looking at the numbers and thinking, well, what, what is it that's, you know, where are we falling flat? What do we need to redouble down our efforts on and how, you know, what other tactics can we use to, um, to boost that stage? Because you want to get, you need to get, have, a big number coming into the top of the funnel and you need those people to continue to be coming into the top of the funnel and they slowly start to feed down because the market gets narrower and narrower as people drop off so we've got to keep topping that funnel up and um and monitoring it as it as people go down the stages um and looking at your conversion rates at the bottom of the funnel you know, how many people are actually making those buying decisions and if it's not enough, then we need to go back to the drawing board and you need to analyse what, what is it that's happening. So measurement and testing and optimising is crucial. So that was our whistle-stop tour of funnels. And it is a topic that we do want to revisit because we do 
think that having some experts in would be helpful. And we know a few um, funnel experts and we've um, put some details in the notes of experts and courses that you can look at if you want to know more. And I think also we will look at parts of the funnel, particularly from a writing perspective, you know, looking at your landing page, for example, and looking at email sequences and looking at those in some depth. So that's it for today. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time. You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time.